All right. Hey, guys, welcome. Uh, what I'm doing is I've got you muted right now, but I'll unmute after I get through this. And so I'm just going to do really the first two sessions I wanted to do on Mastering the Mindset of Wealth. And, and uh, I'm not going to show the video. I'll tell you what part of the video is you can go look at just for copyright issues with YouTube and, and different things like that. And so anyway, uh, like I said, is uh, I'll post these on the YouTube channel, but it, this all sprung out of my kids, I really, if there's anything I could teach them, what I really wanted to teach them was just really who they are, that they're the tabernacle of God. They're the, they're the temple of the living spirit of God. And, and that was the secret of the whole, all of scripture where you understand it is the secret of the kingdom of God, which is Christ life and Christ in you, literally not outside of you, not external. You're not praying to a God outside of you. Uh, you're one and in union with him perfectly. And so if I could teach them anything, it was to teach them really who they are and how life works, to be honest with you. And so this is all based on, if you want to go YouTube, uh, Dr. Joseph Murphy's Mastering the Mindset of Wealth on YouTube, you can look at it. And uh, uh, it's just good. It's really good. It's, it's, it's really the whole concept, guys, is um, the fact that uh, you are the tabernacle of the Spirit of God the, should really mean to us a couple things that when he says you're a joint heir and you're in union with me, we're literally one with the father. And uh, that's an amazing concept. So everything that's ever been created, everything that you've ever seen was created by the spirit and that spirit dwells in you. So you contain the, the limitless potential of Christ in you and the spirit. And uh, Jesus gives us, you know, the parables, the parable of the parables. He goes, your heart is like soil. You get to choose whatever you plant there, whatever your heart's convinced of will produce after its kind. And so uh, uh, that is literally the raw power of God. And now what I love is science and you know, people like Dr. Mofrey, et cetera, that were, they're willing to, to go outside the box a little bit and to really explore what these concepts mean. Uh, I think we're, well, I think it's always been there. It's just, there's people that are bold enough to go outside the lines and color outside the lines a little bit. And, and, uh, uh, and it produces that that's the really amazing part to me is, is results. And so that's what I, sh I shared with my wife for years. I go, you know what? I, I, religion doesn't do a whole lot for me because it's just trying to control you and it's fear-based and, and uh, uh, I'm into results and I want to live life and life more abundantly because he says, I didn't come to condemn. I came to give you life and life more abundantly. Well, one of the things, if we're, if we're joiners of Christ, one of the things that we have is limitless abundance, which this is what this is really all about. And, uh, and so I'll just, the first five minutes, guys, um, I'm just going to kind of recap that of, uh, like I said, mastering the mindset of wealth. And, and he starts there. He talks about this as there really is this, this unraveling of what most of us have been taught about money, about how it works, et cetera. So if you're a joint heir of Jesus Christ and he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, even though it's about a thousand and one, I joke, which is the scripture, the thousand is the biggest number that they could have. Then that means you're a co-owner of everything that exists. You're, you're literally a co-owner of all the wealth of the world, all the, all the minerals, the, the, uh, the natural resources, you are a co-owner and it's been around since you were born. And so what he says here is all the treasures of the earth were here and available at all times. And, uh, when the lady asked Emerson, he gives this example. She said she wanted to prosper. So what Emerson did is he took her down to the ocean. And I think this is a great visual. Um, cause when he took her down to the ocean, he says, look at wealth as abundant as the ocean you will always have it. It's like the tide. He says, as the, as the tide goes out, it comes back. It's an endless supply. It never ends. And even Jesus teaching, I was talking to a few of the people in service 
after service last night, I said, you know, most of the things we're taught about money, Jesus teaches the exact opposite. He says, don't store it up. Don't, don't hoard it because moth and rust uh, destroy it. He says, once you get it deep in your heart that uh, uh, there's an unlimited supply, just like the tide, it goes in, it goes out. He goes, think of this as the air you breathe. Now, uh, my kids are here and my nephew and niece are here. How different is that what you've been taught about money? It's like, it's hard to get. You got to get this much school. Got to have, uh, have a 401k. Yeah, it's really, it's almost opposite of everything that we've ever been taught. And so it's really just reconditioning your heart to go, man, wealth is as abundant as the air I breathe. And when we start to get that is if I want wealth, I can just suck it in and I have it. That's, that's really like prayer. And so it's really conditioning their heart to get rid of all the nonsense that we've been taught our whole life. And I grew up very poor. And uh, my mom would say things like, uh, uh, money doesn't grow on trees, you know, which is just goofy. Like, why would you teach kids that money's hard and you're going to struggle your whole life? And, and, uh, and so he writes in there, which I agree, he goes, you are, you, you and I are the temple of the living spirit. We're the temple of the most high God. All the creative ability of God is within us. And he says, you are for the display of his splendor. So money to us, as he talks about this, is to release the splendor within, surround yourself with luxury, beauty, the riches of life. He says, look at money as the economic well-being of the world. When it's circulating freely, the world's economically healthy. When when your air and the blood in you circulates freely, you're healthy and free from congestion. Whereas if it's not circulating in and out of you, um, you you really start to get uh, congested. And things get blocked up and says, money is God's idea. It's freedom from lack. It's beauty. It's luxury. It's abundance. a sense of security. You're entitled to it. It's your, <laughs> as a joint heir of Jesus Christ, it's your entitlement. And so he talks about uh, in there, um, there was a writer. And I see this a lot, actually, from academia. And, and I can say that our parents were teachers. And, and uh, we did quite well in school. And that, I'm not going to talk about that. But we're good at school. Cause that's what I would tell people. So I'm like, I'm good at what I've been taught at. I was, I was good at it. And uh, I realized that wasn't the, the answer. It's not the source of anything because I'm looking at the professors I'm being taught by going, Oh my gosh, like I don't want to catch what they got to be honest with you. And so, uh, <clears throat> um, and so this writer, she says, I don't write for money. And I love his reply. When you go listen to it, he goes, what's wrong with money. And, uh, but I think it's the self deprecating false sense of um, what's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, false sense of humility. Like, why would you not? And that would be kind of funny because we're talking about like colleges and everything right right now where they're talking about sports not happening because of what's happening. I was like, uh, and I see a lot of even some of the professors going, schools should be free. I go, great, then you should teach for free. We'll see how well that works. And that won't go over very well. (laughs) The professors will see how valuable it is in a hurry. And so that's just the wrong attitude from both of them. If they have something valuable, people will, will invest in them to get what they have. And so he says, when he says, what's wrong with money? Uh, it's true. You don't write for money, but the real problem is you don't think you're worth it. That's really the self-deprecating false humility. I don't feel worthy. So I'm just going to set myself up for failure. And so when you see yourself as valuable, when you see yourself as worthy to be paid, uh, it'll come to you in abundance. In fact, um, uh, Solomon and, and AJ are, are into music and arts. And when we were watching the David Grohl, who's uh who is obviously nirvana and foo fighters it was awesome wasn't it it was awesome he basically says this he goes it's easy just do what you love and expect the best and he goes in the beginning you're not going to be good at it and he goes but you just go out and realize you were going to give you were going to put people you're going to give people a show and i'm going to become very good at what i do 
And when people are very good at what they do, people recognize you and pay a lot of money to see people who are the best in the world at what they do. And all of you have that. All of you can have that attitude right now. And it's really just unraveling a lot of the stuff you've been taught. And so, so here's what he taught her. He says, here's a technique that multiplied her money. In fact, uh, uh, she tripled her income in three months. And, and so I shared a, a testimony from Carol last night where she went from not a lot to over $100,000 a month income in six months, basically just doing this, which is just awesome. The unlimited potential of your heart, which is the very creative ability of God himself, is in you. And so once you get that thing, that whatever I plant there, it's just as easy to plant wealth there as it is to plant poverty there. And it'll produce the same way. That's what's really interesting. So I would just tell you, let's produce power. Let's produce, let's, let's plant wealth versus poverty. And because uh, God made nice things for who? You and I. That's really what one needs to understand it. And so I'm not buying the, what I was taught. Hey, obviously it's different now, but when I was growing up, this was kind of like the cliche. You guys probably don't hear this anymore because it's not like this, but I remember growing up and I had to clean my plate. Why did I have to clean my plate? I mean, eat everything on your plate. Because kids are starving in China, don't you know? Now they don't say that anymore. Uh, you were taught that? <laughs> my niece said she was taught, or whatever it is. The whole point is, so somehow my, my, uh, my cleaning my plate was going to help the starving kids somewhere else. Here's what will help the starving kids somewhere else. Teach them who they are. Teach them that they have the same abundance, the same ability, the same everything. It's not a, it's not a, uh, there's more than enough for everybody. It's not a pie that's, that if I take it, somebody else is leaving out. He goes, I came to give you my glory. You're for the display of my splendor. And his splendor is limitless, guys. It's, it's an interesting thing. So, so here's a technique that multiplied money in her life. She just started to program her heart like this. It says, my writings go forth to bless and inspire others. I am divinely compensated in a wonderful way. Money is a divine substance. It flows to me freely, joyously, and endlessly. And all she did was just program herself like that for a few minutes in the morning, a few minutes at night. And guess what? Whatever you plant there, when your heart's convinced of it, it produces. So what did it produce? It, it Money started to flow to her freely, joyously, endlessly. And that's all it is. And so that's what I really wanted to just recap once you start looking at, hey, money and wealth is my divine right as a joint heir in Jesus Christ, it's as, it's as abundant as the air I breathe and the, the waves coming in and out. It, you cast it out is what Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians, and it comes back on many waters. You cast it out, it comes back on many waters. Once you get that, hey, it's an abundant supply. It comes to me freelessly, joyous, freely, joyously, effortlessly. I'm valuable and I'm worthy for enormous amounts of money. That's just programming your heart. So that's what I want to cover on lesson one. And I'll just start with lesson two here a minute. And that was really that lesson one was about the first five minutes of that. And then this next part is, is roughly from about 10 minutes to 16 minutes of that video. And uh, uh, I just wrote some notes here again. This says the whole concept is understanding the limitless potential of your heart, that it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And he says, how many things are possible to him who believe? All. I mean, it's limitless. There's limitless potential. Well, how do you believe? That's the, that's the main thing of what spirituality really is. And once you understand how you believe, it's through repetition and emotion of something. And so it's repeating to yourself, which your heart eventually gets convinced of. And that's why I love the science behind it, where they can see after three, four days of, of keeping focused on the right things and the right emotions, your, your brain circuitry literally starts to unravel and starts to 
connect with new brain circuitry that supports all this. And then it becomes you. It, it really doesn't become that much of a struggle anymore. And so he goes through a technique and this is what I love. He says at, at about 10 minutes in, he says this, he goes, follow this technique and you will never lack again for money for it is the master key to wealth. So here's where his title comes from for this whole video. And I'm just, I'm almost going to do it verbatim for what he says and you can go do it. But uh, says he gives steps. A lot of people love steps. Um, number one, he says, basically God is the source of everything. Understand that everything you see was either created by the mind of God or the mind of man, which is actually the same thing. It was created from an invisible source, the spirit into physical things. And we see that all throughout scripture where in the famous book of, of faith in Hebrews, it says by faith, we understand that everything we see was created by things we can't see. And if God is, is spirit, which he can't see, then that just makes sense, right? Where, where did everything that we see created come from? It came from him and he's the infinite source and, and he's spirit. And so once you understand that, I, I love what he says in here. So once you understand that everything you see is just a thought, it's a thought that somebody believed and it, it, shaped, it took the spirit and it shaped it into something physical. So once you start seeing things like that, that things are just things. And if I don't like the thing I'm seeing, I can simply change what I believe in my heart and it'll change the physical. And so that's, that's the, I was sharing with that last night. That's really the whole, all scripture, in my opinion, is about that story is how, how the battle is the carnal mind, what we see, what we've been taught, et cetera, versus the truth of who you are as a perfectly loved son and daughter in Christ. And so he says, number one, God is the source of everything. Everything you see was created by the mind of God and man. The invisible gives shape <clears throat> to the physical. This I love this. This is at 11 minutes and 30 seconds. He says, it's just as easy for the spirit or God within you or Christ within you to become wealth for you as it is to create a blade of grass or a flake of snow. It's all the same spirit. It's all the same source. It's just what man believes or doesn't believe. Isn't that cool? Mm -hmm. So that blade of grass is just as easy for him to create wealth in you as to go blade of grass, which we think is nothing. We cut it down with weed whips and whatever is so abundant. Interesting. So it says number two, number one, just understand that the spirit of God, the creative ability is in you and it's unlimited. And uh, everything you see was created by the spirit of God. So number two, he says, decide now to ingrain uh, your subconscious. We could call it our heart, the idea of wealth. Cause if you plant wealth in your heart, what are you going to see in your life? Wealth. If you plant money, doesn't grow on trees. You know, what are you going to plant? Poverty. Poverty. You're going to get that. If you plant like, Oh my gosh, we have to save because there's not going to be enough. And what if there's uh, this? And what about inflation? What if there's this? That's what you create. You actually attract all that to you, which is interesting. And so decide now to ingrain your subconscious mind, the idea of wealth. And uh, he writes this. He says, ideas are ingrained by repetition, faith, and expectancy. Now with science, we can kind of see it a little bit more even. There's really two ways to convince your heart or to persuade your heart uh, of something and that's the pictures you see or your imagination and the words you tell yourself, your inner talk, your self-talk. It doesn't have to be verbal. Most of you guys talk to yourself all day long. It's uh, uh, self-talk, we would call it all the time. And if you control that and feel as if that is already done. So your picture is this, is you're not praying, oh, God, please bless me. You're, you're, you're doing this. You're seeing yourself already how your life, you want it to look you already see yourself as blessed. And when you start seeing yourself like the life you already want, it naturally produces an emotion of gratitude and joy. 
So you're actually acting it out in your imagination or your mind and you're saying the words. So some people are a little more visual. Some people uh, uh, speak to themselves in self-talk. But once you get those down, guys, life becomes actually quite fun. And so, <clears throat> so it says, uh, when the heart has been imagined or been ingrained by the idea of wealth, it automatically produces what is planted in it. Your seeds or what you plant, your thoughts and your inner, your self-talk go from the conscious. I, I consciously get to choose what I see in my mind and what I speak to myself. It goes from the, sub, the conscious to the subconscious or to our heart, what we could say. And every seed produces after its kind. When you start to get that, you start to, I would just encourage you to, um, hey, watch who you hang out with. We talk to our kids all the time about that. In fact, I talked to you guys about that just this week, didn't I? It's like, hey, if you don't really like their 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 life, just be careful. Just not that we don't love them, but don't spend a lot of time there because you get influenced by it. You really do. And so, uh, but once you start ingraining this and I, I start to see wealth, I start to hear wealth and, and uh, I start to see myself as valuable and productive and gosh, you know what? Yeah, the God's no respecter of persons is I'm for the display of his splendor, his spirit working through me. He just gives me the ability to, to work with it, create it, fashion it how we want. And so step five, he says this is, and you could change this to wherever you want. But he says, repeat this step five minutes, morning and night. And that's where science, what? Step three. Or step three, I'm sorry. Step three. Uh, I was looking at this, the five minutes. So repeat this step five minutes, morning and night. And so, um, and the reason that's where science is really interesting. You go through this theta period where your, your heart is very suggestive. And so right when you wake up and right before you're, you're kind of groggy and falling asleep and going to bed, this is the best time to do it. But during the day, I would do it too. And so he writes this. He says, I'm now writing in my subconscious mind. You could call it your heart, the idea of God's wealth. So how unlimited is God's wealth? It's unlimited. So once you realize that I'm a joint heir and God's wealth is just as unlimited to me as it is to everybody else, that starts to get implanted in your heart. God is the source of my supply. All my needs are met in every moment of time and point of space. God's wealth flows freely, joyously, and ceaselessly into my life. And I give thanks for God's riches circulating in my life. Step four, when thoughts of lack come to you during the day, such as something like this, is I can't afford that. Um, uh, oh, that's expensive. Um, I can't. I've got all these bills. I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay these bills. He says, replace those thoughts immediately. And just say something to yourself at that time. The self-talk is God is my instant and effortless supplies, what he says. And those bills are paid in divine order. I have enough money for anything all the time at every place. And so he says, after a while, the thought of lack will lose all of its momentum. Why? Because you rewired your whole nervous system and you don't think that way anymore. I, I think I shared a, a testimony one of our mentors early on, he said, I don't I have an advantage over most of you. And uh, he says, I don't have to overcome what most of you have been taught your whole life. He says the the most successful men he knew had fifth grade educations, but they were billionaires. And so for most of you on here, not our kids or, or our nephews and nieces at this point, but how I grew up, if I would have, if I would have sat around the, the kitchen table and said, mom, I'm going to be a millionaire, which is exactly what I did is uh, they were like, good luck. It was just this deprecating, oh, yeah, right. Uh, money doesn't grow on trees. You know, he said, for me, when I sat around my dad and, and uh, Jack Simplot, who was a billionaire, he said, if I would have said, dad, I'm going to grow up to be a millionaire, they would have put their fork and spoon down and going, what got into you? How come you're so poor? 
<laughs> that's what he said. Yeah. Honestly, he's like, why are you only thinking like that? And it's truth, guys. It's really truth. It's, it's how you've been brought up. And so the beautiful part is how we're designed is we can change all of that. Our heart is like soil. We get to choose what we want to plant there. And so, so he says, when thoughts of lack come up like that, like don't have money, that's expensive. Replace those thoughts immediately. God is my instant and everlasting supply. That bill is paid in divine order. And he says this as he goes, if you ever look at something, never say, I can't buy that or I can't afford that. And so that's really a fascinating thing. If you're, if you ever, uh, go shopping with somebody, what do they say, right? Who are, who are the really nice stores for? For you. <laughs> it's for you, right? You get to choose where you want to shop. And so he says this, he says, now I get it. The typical Christian is going to go, why? That's such, this just came up actually. My wife and I were talking not up between us, but with somebody, they're like, that seems like such a waste of money. When there's an infinite supply, there's no waste, guys. It's just a thing. That's what's really interesting. We're like, don't waste that. And so it's interesting how what, you'll start to get pretty particular about what you hear and just go, I just reject that because that's not even. So when, once you start to, so he says, uh, uh, for instance, if there's a really nice car for sale, don't go, I could never afford that or that's expensive. Well, you, it's just a thing. It's as easy for you to, to buy that if you impress your heart the right way as it is for you to mow the lawn. Isn't that interesting? And so he says this, instead say that car is for sale. It's simply an idea. That luxury car, guys, is a thought. Somebody had a thought and they created it. They go, here's, here's how much in their mind that it's worth. Now, if you're a joint heir, you go, you know what? I'm worth that. And I, my, my income flows to me abundantly, enormously, effortlessly, ceaselessly. I accept that idea of that car. And I receive it joyfully. Isn't that, isn't that a better way? And it's really true. Your heart starts to do that. So I'll just finish with this. He says, the master key to wealth, it's impossible for any sincere person. And I hope, I think most of you guys are sincere. Or you wouldn't be on here. He goes, it's impossible for any sincere person to practice this and not have all the wealth you need all the days of your life, which is exactly why I'm doing this, is your thoughts make you wealthy or poor. Choose your thoughts of wealth right and have it right now. So hopefully that helps, guys. That was just uh, the first two sessions, and we'll go through probably two more, maybe three, uh, the next two or three Sundays.